2: Everyone and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host Juliet Lamar, and joining me today is Alexander Go. He is the president and co-founder at Token IQ, as well as Ben Welkening. He is the director of strategic relationships. Welcome, Ben, and welcome, Alexander.
0: Thank you, Juliet, for having us.
2: Yes, it's such a pleasure. Um, all right, so Alexander, why don't you start the first question towards you, since you are the co-founder. Tell us a little bit about Token IQ and the vision you had for it.
0: Sure, absolutely. Uh, well, Juliet, I guess uh, I start by saying uh, Token IQ is an on demand SaaS technology platform that enables the issuers to convert rights to any asset into smart and fully compliant digital tokens on a blockchain. To some people, it may sound too technical to some that are in the cryptocurrency world it would probably be easy to comprehend. But essentially, what it all means that any company of any size and industry can now launch a digitized offering and seek investments with confidence, because traditionally, the fundraising of uh, capital been done manually. In an analog fashion and a distribution of those rights were given in paper but now with the blockchain and the distributed ledger the opportunity to digitize these formats is incredibly opportunistic and that's what token IQ attempts to do is to bridge the traditional capital markets with the digitized formats that are available through the digital formats of blockchain.
2: And so who are some of your your potential users and use cases that would most benefit from TokenIQ? Well, I think
0: uh, we are very much well positioned for any type of companies, whether they are startup company, enterprises, publicly traded companies, investors and or financial institution banks. These are all our potential users and customers uh, that would want to digitize uh, their fundraising efforts. So, Ben, perhaps if you have anything in addition to this, uh, you're welcome to yeah. add. Yeah, I think perhaps it's it's helpful to explore um,
1: where how people would go about getting funding today. And mm-hmm. typically, for large for large amounts of money to be raised, the the best way to go about it's for angel investing or VCs to step in and offer whatever network services that they have under their roof to the potential project that they're going to back one of the problems there though is that your liquidity isn't accessible right away for those projects it's it's locked up under milestone terms that i mean they're they're transparent they're there for for the company to view and attain those milestones and and gravitate toward those the, the extra monies that are promised to them if they can reach them but that can stymie their growth, uh, especially if they have plans that go outside of what a VC would normally allow, that, allow to happen there. So instead, we offer, like Alex said, the services that that can bypass those lockups in certain cases. If they choose to, if if a if an investor wants to access a project that we might be involved with, or there is a client. That wants to issue their technology using our platform we can first of all marry both of those up together so they can do business with each other using our technology and we can eliminate in large part the necessity to lock up those funds under those performance milestones we uh we we then can give the the incoming issuer or client the ability to have those funds at their disposal when they need them,
2: and you know there's a lot of different problems that come along with with what you guys are trying to solve here, and you know you touched on a couple you know token price volatility as well, like the cross border issues, compliance laws, things of that nature. Um, what are some of the unique solutions that you're offering in regards to those problems?,
0: uh, hi, this is uh, Alexander, so I'm going to touch bases on the overall landscape of cryptocurrency or coins we should say in general and bringing the light to what we as token IQ attempts to solve in light of the mess that's been created uh, through unfortunate misunderstanding of uh, decentralization as well as uh, non-dilution of fundraising through the ICOs so that all being said, it brought the chaos to the market and obvious misunderstanding of a general public about uh, the cryptocurrency and the blockchain. The the overall segment of this sort of secluded uh, uh, market, if you will, and it's certainly not the right way to do things. So Token IQ attempts to really bring the sanity to the world of uh, ICO by simply incorporating the appropriate compliance checks and balances and establish the regulatory framework that's been around since 1930s specifically around securities so that blockchain as a technology can elevate and take the burden of a fundraising off the issuer's shoulders and make them do this through the crowdfunding efforts, but conveying the message to the potential investors that they are fully compliant. Unfortunately, that didn't exist up until now when it comes to the ICO and token IQ is in a position to make this world of ico more stable so there is intrinsic value that represents those tokens because otherwise the coins presently that are in circulation they have nothing behind them or nothing that represents the value other than the bunch of promises and ideas and nothing else and that's why we see the plethora of all of these different coins Circulating now in the ecosystem, but unfortunately, there's no solid businesses behind them. Does it make sense?
2: Mm-hmm, Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I, I would like to
1: add to that again here as well, Julia. This is Ben speaking. Um, building off what Alex is saying there, there is an immense amount of. Well, let me paint a metaphor that that helps. There's immense. There's there's an immense amount of what I think it was Alan Greenspan that that coined this term, but irrational exuberance. And that seems to be the word that I resonate with, at least of how 2017 played out with the ICO markets. And the 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 metaphor I'd like to paint here is one where I'm I'm comparing the the automotive manufacturer Tesla with your typical ICO that launched last year. Tesla is an interesting example because there's this perceived value that they bring. A lot they've they've had successful sales models. They've had a lot of success in the marketing and the proof of concept and all of these things. but Their execution on some pretty simple business practices as it relates to making cars has faltered and even faltered to the point where they're now actually in trouble with the SEC because of some things that were said the last couple of weeks with Elon Musk. Mm -hmm. So they're a troubled company now, to say the least, but they're at one point very promising. And this reminds me a lot of the ICO market at large, where you have all of these incoming projects that can absolutely disrupt the world. But you've got a problem when when you get the assessment uh, lens to that. How can these companies possibly claim to solve all the problems that they claim that they do? For one, there, there are plenty of projects that claim that they can disrupt an entire industry and, and cover all the bases. That's pretty hard to do, as we've seen. With companies like Tesla, because you can create a great concept between, uh, behind electric vehicles and, and making the engine that would drive the, those electric vehicles, but you're not necessarily a good car manufacturer. And that's, and that's actually where we're finding their downfall to be. And without government subsidy, their business model fails. And we're starting to see the cracks all around the world. So if you compare that, the entire ICO market then, to all of these different companies, let's say, that are also trying to compete in the space of cars, kind of like back when Ford came onto the scene in the early part of the last century, when you had hundreds of car manufacturers, let's 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 equate those all to ICOs, jockeying for position, right? You've got a couple of really strong ones that made it out of that. We've got Ford, we've got General Motors, we've got all of these staple brands that we've come to know and love in the automotive industry. but they rose to the top because they proved that they could accu- uh, accurately produce business in a regulated environment, get better business dealings done, strategic relationships. I mean, you name it, all these things they did well to build a company. These things are being over- overlooked by a lot of these ICOs, most of them. And they're getting themselves into these hyper growth phases where their their valuations are large, just like Tesla. There's a lot of upside to be had there, but there's a big if, if you're successful. So, What TokenIQ aims to provide then in in capturing that value is we just want to focus on one thing. We recognize there are all these ICOs, these cars being built. We just want to provide the engine. And we want to provide an engine that's tunable to where you can have as much horsepower as you need it. It can be as economical as you might need it. But depending on your requirements for that engine you might need to build for your specific model of car, we're going to run it through the the equivalent of the catalytic and emissions test, the uh, performance test the stress tests on the actual mechanics of the thing to make sure it doesn't break down. And by the time we're done building that engine, it's a compliant engine. We can snap it in to to your vehicle that you're building and tune it with different various ways that we can do that to make it compliant for your, for your product. But you can trust it. You can trust that the engine is just going to run and you don't need to worry about all of the underpinnings to it once you've engaged with us. And to this to this point in time, that's one of the better metaphors I've been able to figure through in explaining exactly where we fit ourselves in um, to helping our clients extract that value that uh, they might not know how to otherwise.
2: no, absolutely. that's a great metaphor and and really helps people grasp what's going on because there's so many moving pieces and and once you think you've got something figured out, then there there's another question and uh, yeah, I love how you packaged it up and wrapped it up in a little bow for us. That was great. But I'm glad that was helpful <laughs> um so you know with this this great team that you're building, trying to to really just build a good engine for all these companies, so to speak, um you know what keeps you guys motivated in this space because there is so so much controversy and up and down and and where is it going and unknown you know for each of you what what really keeps you motivated? Uh,
1: this is ben yeah, speaking. Uh, first uh, I can say for myself that the day to day frictionless environment. I always refer to this as a frictionless environment because it even surprises me how little friction there is to getting business done with strategic partners. Um, there's so much value that's out there that you find just laying on the ground on a daily basis. It's like, you know, you, you you schedule a call with somebody almost like, you know, okay, let's go meet in this field. Let's go meet out in the middle of this baseball field. Just, you know, we'll, we'll play around and play some sandlot baseball and get to know each other. But when you get to that field, you know you've got gold nuggets popping out of the base, out of the pitcher's mound, and you can just scoop them up and say, "Look at all this gold that we just found!" All we had to do is show up to play this baseball game with each other. But how is there all this unmined gold? (laughs) And and it's it's and you pick a different baseball field, a different venue every day, a different person to meet with, and you just keep continuing to find this value that neither one of you knew existed. But unless you both met you wouldn't you wouldn't have known it was there to to capture in the first place and that's pretty compelling to me it 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 really gets me excited on what we
0: can accomplish in the long term and this is alex i just like to uh add to what ben have said from a different angle i'm super excited that the technology itself as a blockchain represents an enormous opportunity to streamline and make things better when it comes to uh, the capital raise, the fundraising general, and the operation of a company in general. The reason why I'm so excited, because I come from a traditional world of financial services. And I know even though the financial services have been around for quite some time, and, and every time there is an opportunity to disrupt the financial services or improve the financial services or how it's been operated, there's always been a pushback. However, after a certain period of time, those initiatives or new technologies certainly being implemented and adopted. And I clearly see that the distributed ledger technology, aka blockchain, can certainly improve upon and make things a lot easier, both for human beings as well as operations in general, to help facilitate the process of any types of transactions, whether it's a fundraising and or the operation in general, to the completely next level. So that's what personally keeps me uh, happy and awake and be motivated on a regular basis, in addition to what Ben have said because every time we have a conference call with these folks that need our help, it's just amazing how many of these golden nuggets that we can truly scoop, but position them in the right buckets so that they have the pure shine and pure deliverance of the services and value proposition that they claim to to have. So that's what I am excited about.
2: No, that's fantastic. And and I love the different points that you're bringing up about that and and really the, the discovery that that is within this process is, is definitely a very motivating factor. So, if companies come to you and they have an idea, walk us through that process a little bit and you know what stage you'd like them in, et cetera.
0: Ben, why don't you uh uh walk Julia yeah. through our normal process of uh, us engaging and identifying uh uh who essentially we would want to and should work with. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I'm glad you brought that up, Juliet. And um the, the best the best way I can describe this to you is that um this is actually a good good question to ask in terms of us clarifying to a wider audience when you might engage with us. Because that's kind of ultimately what we're finding the most confusion with is when can we come in and offer value to your tokenization play as a company who may want to implement some sort of a strategy in that realm. So token IQ itself is pure technology. So in, in that, you don't usually buy technology as a brand new company if you don't have your idea all fleshed out because you don't know how to apply that technology. So what when would be a bad time to engage with us would be right out of the gate. if you're If you're in the ideation process of figuring out what it is that your either your incumbent company who's going to pivot into something else or your new burgeoning company who's disrupting an industry, let's say. Those are both categories that would want to potentially engage with us because we can add value equally to both. But until you've gone through the due diligence phases, as I would like to call them, and that is going to include building your business plan, building your revenue model, Getting all of your legal advisory staff in place and creating the documentation around that, the tokenomics that you might need to run, um, all of the 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 framework that you would need for your uh, transacting model, you know, all of the 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 milestones along the way, the players that would be involved. These are all things that we're going to need from our clients before they come to us. We don't engage on helping create any of those marketing components either. So when, when somebody comes to us, they, they will have had a solution built, and we provide the technical know-how to deliver it for them. Because what our technology and our patents provide is the logic to be able to build those tokens. And and just like we're going back to this engine example of tuning the engine, everybody's going to kind of have the same engine block when they get to that point. They'll have already brought, built their car, and now they just need the performance tuned to the car, all the specs that they've decided that they wanted input into that and so we'll we'll sit there and over the course of about a two to three week period we'll build their token for them in a way that supplies it with all of that required logic that they need to operate their business model on once it's deployed it's in an environment in a wallet posted environment that we've made for them as well and they can easily manage their uh, investor portfolios their project and you know the 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 future to provide extra support services is is definitely a possibility, um, but core to what we deliver now, that is essentially it. It's an incredibly simple but unendingly valuable piece of the equation to delivering a complete solution uh, and doing it compliantly on blockchain.
2: That's a that's a great overview. So if people are interested in you know learning more, checking out your your services and whatnot. What's the best way to connect?
1: Well, uh, directly with us. Uh, well, as we expand our Telegram channels and such, to where we can handle a larger input from the community, that will, I think, be where we where we gravitate toward in terms of learning just generalized information. Um, but our website right now is an excellent resource to look at to learn a little bit more in depth about what it is that we do, what our market making solutions can. Uh, can do uh, from a more general sense, um, explaining some of the more specific features that the companies that would be engaging with us would want to leverage, and that's in, and that's going to include the the KYC and AML the know your customer and anti money laundering protocols that are that are built in to the wallet transferring that we've that we've patented. Um, that's going to include lockups of funds if they're if they're going to get lost or stolen, that's going to allow us the ability to recover those just like a normal paper share in the traditional environment would.
0: So, of course,
1: again, the website's going to be a place where you can look to learn a little bit more about that. Um, but uh, more importantly, we're going to be going around quite extensively uh, around the country to various conventions and educating boots on the ground style with people over the next uh, few months here. And so if, if, if the goal is to engage with us in the next few months, that's actually a pretty good bet is to try and catch us in person uh, when we're hopping around the country.
2: Fantastic. Well, everyone should go then to TokenIQ.io is the perfect website, right, for them to, to visit?
1: Yes, that's correct.
2: Wonderful. Well, Alexander and Ben, thank you so much for taking the time to, to share your insight and your information about this, this wonderful industry and all the places that you're taking it. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Juliet. Thank you, Juliet. Appreciate your time. That is.
2: Appreciate your time as well, both of you gentlemen. That is Alexander Doe and Ben Williking, the Director of Strategic Relationships and Alexander, the President and CEO, President and Co-Founder. This has been Juliet Lamar with Future Tech Podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in.
0: You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast both to review